Howdy, howdy, everyone, and welcome to Null Pointers. We are your hosts, Stephen, Gerald, and Mark. And today we will be talking about the best conference ever, right? The Zam Expert Day. Yes. Yeah. So before we dive into our main topic, it is officially Hacktoberfest. All the PRs, all the things that have pumpkins on it right now are up for grabs for everyone. Are you already done with your, what is it this year? Five, six, ten, twenty PRs? I don't know. I have Pumpkin checked. spice lattes. Um, I think it's four, actually. It's only four. It's only four. Oh. Oh. Uh, let's make it five, just to be honest. That's, that can be a steep number. I mean, what counts as a PR, Gerald? I mean, that that in my world, that's like the biggest angst I have is like, I know I could go to a repository and just say, this is the best repository ever, and then get shunned by the entire community for just delivering spam PRs. But I mean, how, how much is enough that you, you know may plant a tree. So this is this is kind of like a dangerous area to to go into because I think starting last year at least there's been more and more um um you know angry people at Hacktoberfest because if you don't know what it's all about uh, Hacktoberfest is to kind of like stimulate open source contributions which is you know really great because um kind of like what's happening to open source is that there is a lot of consumers just taking whatever there's there for free mostly um, and if they're like, you know, if you're like really a angry consumer, then you also go out, complain to that repo that stuff isn't working, um, which you're actually using for free and not really contributing back. So to kind of like, you know, give an insight and give a boost to the open source contributions, um, there's Hacktoberfest. Um, of course, there's a couple of, you know, big corporates behind it that are sponsoring this. Um, that's helping too. Um but what it does, it organizes uh, whenever it's possible in-person events and our virtual events um, to also, you know, because a lot of people are held back by their imposter syndrome or not knowing how to do it. Um, so to to kind of like stimulate um, contributing back to open source, creating some awareness around that. Um, so that's that's all good. That's all fine. That's a really, you know, uh, well-intended um, idea behind it. Um, but and, and, and as kind of an incentive, you can get a T-shirt. Right and some stickers, I think, but the T-shirt is like the the main prize. So, um, but what happens is that there is people um, very willing to go to great lengths for a free T-shirt. Apparently, I think if you would actually work the time that you are spending to create fake PRs and and whatnot, um, you you will make the money to actually buy a T-shirt instead of getting one for free. But I don't know. Um, so, okay, and you can hear from the tone of voice that um, uh, that's where where last year, I think, uh, more and more people, as something becomes more popular, um, there's also more people who are trying to, you know, cheat their way out of it. So there is like complete repositories that are um, spun up uh, where people can input PRs to get to the four or five or however much they're needed to get that free t-shirt. And, you know, that is still fine because you're not bothering anything, uh, anyone with that. Uh, but what will also happen is that there is a great influx of people going out to repositories that are well-known 
um, and they will fix typos. So literally PRs, one character, or rewording some sentence that doesn't need to be reworded. Um, and that was kind of like from the maintainer's perspective, there was a lot of ask to Hacktoberfest, like, hey, please, can we come up with ways to end this? Because you are now um, um, giving us a load more work that we didn't ask for. Hacktoberfest is your initiative, and suddenly we have to participate because you came up with this idea. Um, so one of the first things they did is like you have to opt in as a repository, else it won't count. Um, and this year they've taken it even a step further where... Um, your PR, uh, um, I think last year, your PR just had to be open and then you had to wait 14 days. And then in that 14 days, the maintainer could mark it as invalid or spam or whatever, um, and it wouldn't count. Um, or if the 14 days were over, then it was a-okay and it would count towards your t-shirt. Uh, but I think what happens now is that your PR either has to be merged or um, if the PR is more complex and it takes more than 14 days, you can add a label to that PR and it will count just as well. Um, and you have to opt in as a repository. And I think one of the most important things that they're actually doing is if you do two PRs that are not great, that are marked as spam or otherwise reported, you will be banned indefinitely from Hacktoberfest. That's right, indefinitely. So, Mark, watch out. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll be watching out. No, but I think I think it's kind of a shame that it has come to this. Um, I, I sort of get the understanding. I mean, you could say like, What's a PR? I mean, maybe someone makes one PR in October, which others might have split up into 10 PRs, and that might be another discussion. Anyhow, what I'm trying to say is PRs are maybe not the best way to measure amount of work done, as are lines of code also. But yeah, I think this year, I mean, I've, I've seen Stephen, he, he put out a tweet the other day about the MVP app that he's been working on for quite some time, and he still found... One or two other issues in the in the testing stage, and uh, I thought I thought I might help out a friend there and just try to squeeze in the PR. But it seems since the tweet has gone out, the repository's gotten quite some eyeballs. So better be quick. Better be quick. Better be quick. If you want to include Swiss Dutch as a language, feel free. Swiss Dutch. Um, <laughs> that that just opens up a whole can of worms. I tell you. I mean, there are so many dialects of Swiss German, and I I bet you if I would make that PR, another Swiss person would be there and says, oh, no, but he pronounced that totally wrong. So you can, I don't know. There, there are other Swiss persons. Yeah, yeah. They all just, they all just live down so. the road, Stephen. We discussed oh. it in another episode, actually. The other side of the mountain, basically. Yeah, yeah. We're just all around one map on top between. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I, as you said, I've been working on that thing for a while and there are still some open issues and yeah, some people were already contacting me like, Hey, do you want help? And I'm like, yeah, that, that would be nice. Uh, it's a shame that there is a t-shirt somewhere in it to, to get to that point. But yeah, um, it's, it's all appreciated. Don't get me wrong. Um, so yeah, I've, I've already had some PRs with language changes, um, language additions, hopefully as well. And you Mark as well with, Something you were actually already working on, but now it's a, a nice time to finish that off, right? <clears throat> yeah. Well, what? What? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's already October. Yes. Oh, now that you mention it, yeah. Stephen. Yeah. Purposely didn't wait for October since June. Yeah. Right. So, uh, I don't know if that. So, B, I, I mean, we're then talking like the actual rules here, but I don't know if that's going to uh -oh. like register right because it already opened in June. 
Um, so you might have to apply the label with the Hacktoberfest accepted on that. Because one thing that I had that happened last year oh boy. is um, I think on either the Xamarin Community Toolkit or Xamarin Forms, I don't know. Um, someone did a contribution that was good. Uh, it was my good friend, John, if you're listening, from the Netherlands, um, who opened a PR, really nice, really good. Uh, we it was, it was great. And we merged it. But then it was October 31st, and I thought, okay, Hacktoberfest topic. It's called a topic, the little blue thingies on a GitHub repository. Um, it's no longer needed, so I took it off. But um, then all the PRs that were still open and waiting to be matured, as they call it, for 14 days, um, were suddenly invalid because now the repository didn't have the topic anymore. So, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. you probably wow. want to wait another 14 days after October 31st uh, for all the PRs to actually go through. Um, and the same is with this. Like, I don't know how they actually measure kind of like the PRs, if it has to be opened in that time frame or if it works to add the label to it now or I don't know. So beware of that. Um, but yeah, that that's kind of like the thing that that's also, I mean, sure. Getting a T-shirt, or you can also do the the uh, eco-friendly thing and plant trees in your name and not do the T-shirt. Um, but you know, it's it's nice. It's a nice incentive, and you can have it as kind of a trophy that look, I did this. But the real thing that you should do here is um, try to learn something, right? Try to get some joy out of it. Try to earn some karma points and do something good for the. Uh, open source community out there. So, you know, if you hear that voice in the back of your head saying like, hey, you're only doing this to get a t-shirt and look cool on Twitter um, or Instagram, because we're on Instagram, our DMs are open. Um, but, you know, then maybe that's not a PR that you should make. Um, it's something that you should that should add value, um, that you should learn from, um, that should give you a good feeling about yourself. So if you're just going to change two words in a readme, I think you can, you know, for yourself that that is not what the intent is here. So lessons with Gerald, that's it. Thank you very much, Gerald. And for me, I mean, I know it's October. You can call me out and say, Mark, are you just doing this because it's Hacktober? And like, yeah, probably I've been made more aware again of open source that it's October. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I think for me, this is more like the spirit of giving back to open source. And, and to contribute something to, to Stevens app. And I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe in the reviews, he will te- tear me apart and say, Mark, this is uh, not good enough for this app. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll see. I'll see. I'll, I'll let you, I'll, I'll keep you informed how this, how this works out. Yeah. Talking about looking how this works out. Fun fact, the MVP app from Steven is built with Xamarin. And Steven said in the introduction, today we'll be talking about the Xam expert today. And another fact is, it has been the last Sam Experts Day, some say, forever, because next year it will have a new name. So I've heard. Well, technically, you know, um, so to be clear, for people who, who are not in the loop here, Exam Expert Day, aka Expert Day for Xamarin, which is a name I always hated, um, is something <laughs> that is organized by me and a few other people. There is some history there. Um, I think this is the maybe the seventh year. I should look it up. Um, I think we did five in person. Last year was six uh, virtual because, you know, uh, we, we, we all know the pandemic. This year, we decided to play safe and still do a virtual one. Next year, who knows? Because we also, it, it kind of started like as an idea way back when, 
Um, no one is asking me this, so I'll just I'll just keep talking. And whenever you have questions or are done listening to me, please let me know. Um, uh, it, uh, way back when you had the oh, how was it called? Xamarin Dev Days, I think. Just when Microsoft acquired Xamarin, I think, um, where you could basically get something that is called event out of a box or something like that, where basically your whole agenda for the day is already set up. Um, they would help you with sponsors. They would help you with some swag. The only kind of thing that you would have to do is um, get speakers to kind of like talk about the topics that were already there, um, which is great, right? If you want to organize something and um, 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 some promotion for examining, examining forms, that's perfect. But we thought like, okay, maybe we want to do a little bit more and maybe we want to have some kind of deep dive beyond the kind of starter topics, uh, the beginner topics, and we want to have real expert content by people from the community um, for people who have already been working with examining, examining forms. So the, the idea was born uh, for some reason, uh, we at that time, we started with um, two German people. There's still two, two German people, but one was kind of swapped out um, and one from Belgium and me. Um, and for some reason, we chose the Microsoft office in Cologne um, to to hel- hold our, our first kind of, it was a really small meetup kind of thing. Uh, 30 people, I don't know, something like that. Um, still, good lot of fun. We already had um, Jim Bennett, for the people who know that. he's He's been out of Xamarin for a while now. He's a cloud advocate um, at uh, Microsoft for, for a long while now, but focusing on other stuff. Um, I think he was our first keynote. Actually, I don't know. I'm not good with history and years and, and whatnot, but uh, we had a good number of, of keynote speakers and, and really big names, actually. I don't know how we, we managed to do that. Um, oh, no, I think for the first year we had Laurent Bocnion, which is kind of like the the same. Um, he was big on Xamarin, now cloud advocate at Microsoft and focusing on other things. Uh, so kind of a copy and paste story here. Um, but but we had him for the first um, um, event, I think, and then Jim... Um, um, for the next year, uh, but doesn't really matter. So we started as a small meetup, um, and then uh, the year after, it, it was such a success. Everyone liked it, um, not just because of the great sessions, but also because you know you would see people from the community. We would get to talk about um, Xamarin or totally other stuff, um, and so we decided to do it for another year and another year and another year. And for our last in-person event, we had James Montemagno. I mean, how high can you go with the keynote speakers? Um, he was doing a Europe tour and we were lucky enough to um, get him for our little event as well. And we were up to over a hundred people now, still at the Cologne office in uh, at Microsoft. Um, so that was really great. Um, and we were decided to, to, to do it again, but then pandemic hit and we were like, what are we going to do? And we, we switched the whole thing to, um, to online. So that's kind of like the, the history. And also for this year, I said to the other guys like, hey, should we maybe explain a little bit about why we have images of the Cologne skyline on the website? Because um, people probably lost the connection by now. Um, but yeah, and, and especially the last in-person one, Stephen, Mark, you were you were both there. Mark, were you there? Yes, yeah, yeah, I was there. Um, <laughs> oh, we were. Yeah, Stephen, I know. But I, I, I wasn't sure about Mark. Oh, suddenly, oh, that, that's where the idea for this podcast was born, Mark, right? Um, that's right. <laughs> so um, not great with history. we were all there and it was great fun. We had a dinner before the, the, the night before. We had dinner after. Uh, we made a lot of great connections there. I'm still talking to people that I met there. 
Um, so that is really great. Uh, but, you know, we, we from each year, we kind of decided, like, are we going to do it again? Is it still fun for us? Is it still fun for uh, the attendees? Are we still getting good feedback? Um, and so far, that has been the case. Um, but, yeah, it was originally named. I don't even know why. We had to come up with a name. Um, and I think we asked. That was, oh, it's all coming back now. Uh, this is just a Gerald exam expert day show. You, you'll just have to deal with it. Um, so we asked from Microsoft, like, hey, how is it going to work with, like, the naming? Uh, what, what, what can or can't we do? And they said, well, you can basically do everything you want, but you can't have Xamarin. It started with Xamarin, basically. That's, that's kind of like something that Microsoft branding doesn't really allow. So, okay, fine. Uh, so that's why we went with expert day for Xamarin. Um, which, you know, it's really a mouthful. And I, like I said, I never really liked it. Um, so at some point, people started abbreviating it to exam expert day or something like that. And we stuck with that. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of how it all went. Uh, but now the last one, yeah, because we had Maddie Legere uh, this, this time as kind of like the keynote speaker. Um, um, and she kind of transitioned us with the whole history of Xamarin and Xamarin Forms, which was really fun to hear as well, uh, into kind of .NET Maui and together with that from the exam expert day into whatever it's going to be next year. Um, because, you know, when we were planning this, of course, we were still under the assumption that it was going to be .NET Maui from this November. Um, now we know that's going to be a little bit longer, so we could still do exam expert day, but I guess we'll just have to come up with a new name. Uh, and from all what I'm telling you here, um, that is assuming that we're even going to do a next event next year. Uh, I think the chances are pretty good because people were really happy about it. And there is a lot of new stuff to talk about uh, with .NET Maui coming in. So yeah, that's kind of like the, the whole story for Exam Expert Day. Then I'll uh, I'll wrap up this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> I it. mean, there's nah, but um, yeah, I uh, I had the privilege, I suppose, to to be there and, and moderate some talks. So I I sat through a lot of them, which was fun. Um, and Mark actually, actually spoke there. He was the opener, even. Yeah. I mean, so, me, so me and Javier, Javier, he was uh, talking on the other track about Maui drawing stuff. I'm, I'm mixing up things. Yeah, but you know, like visual stuff for Maui. And it, it's always like always when two tracks are running, it's always like there's always a section right next to mine that I always think, man, I, I really would have liked to attend it that one. But luckily. Uh, since it's been a remote conference, um, Gerald was so kind to to lend his YouTube account and record everything, so you could either be there live in stream and uh, ask questions or give comments, and that's where uh, you, Stephen, then moderated some stuff. And since it's now on YouTube, you can actually look it up. And I think Gerald, who got the nickname Gerald, who never sleeps. Uh, then quickly sliced and diced the entire tracks up and uploaded the single video. So now you don't have to uh, go through an entire day finding the right time slot to, to watch your sessions. You can just select them as you want. So Well, Mark, to be you can catch the full experience, of course, watching because the way it's set up on YouTube, we stream it there and then you will just have eight-hour videos uh, that you can watch. But there is also because we had two tracks now, uh, which was kind of the wild idea for this year because we had so many good sessions. We were, we it was hard to um, choose the right one. 
uh, for just one track, and that would have been eight hours, so eight, eight, nine, ten sessions maybe. Uh, so we decided, like, can we do two? Uh, especially with all the virtual stuff, everyone is now doing things virtually. So you have StreamYard, which is a great solution, which is really easy for both um, kind of like the organizer to to stream things to YouTube or Twitch or whatever you want, um, as well as for the attendee because it's just a web-based app. You just have to send the link. Uh, the speaker can can go in, share their screen really easy, and it's really easy to set up. Um, so we just had two kind of StreamYard studios um, side by side and streaming to do different videos. But um, you can rewatch the whole session. And yeah, the whole Gerald never sleeps because right after basically the, the thing ended, I went through the video um, finding the beginning of each session, and then you can add time codes to the to the YouTube videos first. Um, so I kind of added the chapters right away after that, so people could at least navigate pretty easily um, through that video. And then afterwards, basically the whole weekend I spend um, downloading that video, cutting it up into separate sessions, then re-uploading it. So that was a lot of laptops blowing, trying to render all the videos and uploading it back to YouTube and doing all the things. Um, I think I totally killed all the statistics of my YouTube channel um, <laughs> because now it's showing all kinds of weird things. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, to be honest, sure. I've been so kind, air quotes, to put it on my channel. Um, I mean, that's also because, you know, I want my channel to grow. So it's, it's a good opportunity to do that. Um, it's great content to have on there. Um, and it's kind of like, you know, create a YouTube channel for all these kinds of little events and things and whatnot. And there will just be views that will go to waste where now they can benefit my channel. So yeah. why not? Yeah, how selfless, how selfless. Yeah. Yes. And, and you're, you're reusing an audience already, kind of. I mean, well, that too. I mean, that's sure. That's the other side. So there's almost 10k subscribers now that will now get notified and 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 get all the the, the notifications about um, this happening as well. So you know, you will have a big reach. It's still kind of like a social media thing, the whole YouTube um, 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 platform, right? So yeah, yeah. And to be honest, looking back, I mean, you say you've been up all night and doing all that stuff. If it were a real in life in in person event, you would have just gone to the cafe, drank beer, and slept in the day after. So exactly, I mean, it's it wasn't well going to be right? yeah, it wasn't going to be any more uh, productive than it was now. So you know, this is this is even more productive probably, depending on who you ask, I guess. So yeah, yeah, but I mean, for 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 listeners who have never been to the exam expert day, I mean, one thing that. I remember going there the first time in person. It's just like, it's such a, a cheery atmosphere. It's like meeting all your friends you never knew you had in the developer community uh, that are just, yeah, looking forward to, you will learn some really great stuff. I mean, so some sessions that stuck in my head were uh, the one about building a mobile game from Sean Lawrence. Um, I, I really like that because I never really had the opportunity to play around with a lot of UI animations. And he, I think during his session, he actually built a game and, um, yeah, and, and put in some Lottie effects, how you can do that. And that, that was really cool because I've never, I've never done that. And there was like always, and the chat was like really fun to follow along, uh, because people then said, oh yeah, you really have to check out that editor here and there. Um, and that was, that was for me real fun. And the, there were some, some other topics that stick into my head, like how to creating a, a PDF. Uh, with PDF Sharp Core, that I thought that one was really cool, and I remember uh, Conrad. He he gave a talk about bringing, yeah, the how, how to write modern desktop applications uh, using yeah the 
uh, .NET and Maui, of course, um, because this is a mix day. Uh, so, so that was pretty cool. And I think he even made one of these nice charts where like a decision tree, you know, like where you start out, like what, what platforms do you want to build for and, and what, what languages do you want to use? And then you, you will end up at a, at a possible solution that you could then, uh, follow to, to make that implementation. I thought that was, that was pretty cool. What's, what's stuck in your heads? Um, well, the, the one that I, uh, well, it, it was fun in the sense that it provided basically a direct checklist for your app, I suppose. Um, so Randy and Charlin, they did a session together and it was basically, well, if you, if you go through the session again and rewatch it, it's, it's a checklist to, to go through, uh, when you're building an app, basically like all these little things that you tend to forget about and really do improve your app basically. Um, so think micro animations or, um, like these, these loading states, empty states, all that kind of stuff. Um, little things that don't necessarily add any functionality, but do improve the user's UX. So that's, well, I'm, I'm the UI UX guy. So that kind of stuck with me, obviously. I, I definitely still have to watch that one. I, I kind of missed that one. Um, but, uh, yeah. There's two tracks. You can't get them all. Yeah, you can't get them all. You can't get them all now. And I remember during my, I don't know if I should say this, but during my lunch break, <laughs> uh, it, it ran a bit over my, my lunch time. But that's, that's the thing, right? When you make a global event time zones, they, they are strange. So uh, I remember Alan Ritchie giving like an intro to, to the shiny.net. So a, a, well, yeah, that's just, it's a, it's a library tool set framework thing slash, uh, that mainly also, well, not mainly, but one of the things that it does really well is, is enable apps to run like in the background and giving you helpers there. Uh, I also know that he does some Bluetooth or energy stuff with shiny.net and he just, yeah, he gave a, he gave an intro how to use shiny and like the going beyond the UI, uh, which for me, who doesn't always make the prettiest UIs, uh, was, was really interesting. <laughs> Though I, I definitely should watch that UX UX channel um, or that UX talk from Charlene and Randy, uh, I think I think I might pick up one or two things there. I think we got a lot of great responses on almost all the sessions. That I mean, there's always going to be something that's interesting to someone, right? Um, but yeah, I think we really hit the spot with a good mix of of things in, in .NET MAUI. We had some things with .NET Blazor. We had some speakers that you don't typically see, like Conrad. You know, um, I, I mentored him a little bit for uh, the in-person one, the last in-person one. And I think he did one last year, now this year. Uh, so he's becoming a rock star speaker. No, but he is, he is not really someone who, who does that a lot, but um, um, he is enjoying it and kind of like starting with it. So that's really fun to see. Um, and uh, we had um, Pedro Jesus from Brazil, um, who I'm working with on the, the uh, Xamarin Community Toolkit. Um, so maybe he's speaking more kind of like in local Brazil kind of things. I don't know. Um, but you know, you don't see him a lot on like the bigger conferences. So it was, um, fun to see him as well with a session about how to, uh, rewrite your custom renderers in Xamarin forms to .NET MAUI, um, handlers. Um, so we had a good mix with like the, the, the Xamarin form stuff that is still very usable, but also new .NET MAUI stuff. Um, and we had, of course, like the big names still, David Ortnow was there. Maddie Legere was there as the, the, the main headline. Um, and Sam Basu from um, Telerik, 
uh, no, I'm, I'm going to say JetBrains Telerik. What's that? Uh, Progress Telerik. That's what I should say. Um, and he is he is very much out there doing all kinds of sessions and a newsletter about Maui. So um, he's he's very active with that as well, and um, also very um, um, often doing sessions. So that always provides for a great um, performance as well. And he was speaking about MVVM versus MVU, I think. Um, yeah. So there was there was a lot to cover, a lot to take in, and now on demand on my YouTube channel. So. I'm assuming we put the link in the show notes and everyone will subscribe to that. Um, but yeah, it was it was great. And, you know, content-wise, I think it was a great event as it's always been, I think. Um, uh, but, you know, it's still, I think the, the real charm of the event was kind of that it was um, small, a lot of friends, a lot of friendly faces, familiar faces with um, the in-person one. Uh, where we could go out to dinner. If you were an attendee or a speaker, it didn't really matter. We would just go out and have a great time. And um, yeah, um, I hope we can we can recapture that again um, in the near future. But it will it will be a challenge because now a lot of people are also depending on um, the virtual one and uh, getting all that content as well. So we need to figure out if we um, I don't know do some kind of hybrid or at least record it or I don't know we're gonna we're gonna see. Yeah. And I mean, I've, I, there have been so many great speakers uh, that I, I still have got on my watch list. Uh, so uh, Rachel Kang, she gave a talk on building accessible apps. Uh, that's definitely something I want to look into. Uh, Jose made one about Maui Blazor, like writing one app that runs everywhere. Um, that sounds interesting to me. And and I think the, I mean, we, we had our heavy hitters, David and, uh, and Maddie. Uh, which you mentioned before, but uh, I think that, don't get me wrong, the craziest talk that I've seen at the day was by Samir, who made a Raspberry Pi hand sanitizer controlled by mobile apps. And he was, he during the talk, he actually also showed how you have to work with the electronics to get it all up and running. So he gave you a quick intro there. And I remember back in the day doing some embedded work and working with electronics, like in the raw thing, it's always... A finicky thing you know like 1k is not 100 plugged in something is not really working but he managed to do it and you could just see stuff wasn't always going 100 his way but i mean i think everybody in the audience was just rooting for him and in the end the water was flowing through the hand sanitizer that was that was a pretty cool demo and uh that was that was quite fun to watch how how you can actually extend the mobile device and how iot works and, and all those things and, and a ton of great tips that he I gave during the talk. So yeah, that, that was uh, definitely something that stuck into my head after watching it. That, um, that was quite a cool thing. Yeah. And I, I, I also had a, a sneak preview in the, the, the reviews, uh, the, the, um, that people left in the survey. We, we sent out a little survey to, to catch responses and, um, yeah, people were really like for, for summer session, uh, I'll be very honest, Samar, if you're listening, it was a bit painful at times. That It's just naturally painful if you see a demo not working. Uh, but he was going through it and fixing all the things, and that was really cool. And that also was in, in a lot of the responses to the survey. Like, you know, it, was, uh, it wasn't a smooth demo, but I, they loved how he was a developer fixing it, and that was still really valuable to them to see also how that process goes and... Um, yeah, that's, you know, whenever there is um, hardware involved, it was a pretty complicated setup for a demo um, to begin with. So, you know, it, it was really great. And I think there was this big relief when it finally worked and everyone like, yay, he did it. So that was that was really cool. 
Yeah, I think also just a, a quick and small shout out to friends overseas who were staying up until like 2 a.m. to get yes. all the sessions. <laughs> I mean, there's a few in our in our down and the crew um, who who went the extra mile. I mean, I, I don't know if I would have the stamina way the stamina to keep it up. Yeah, the coffee, the coffee. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I think uh, it was it was also really cool. And uh, yeah, I I think uh, Kim was uh, someone that comes to mind. Kim, he also does the weekly Xamarin newsletter. And uh, yeah, he, he I, I thought he, he will definitely go to bed sometime because I think the entire show started like at six in the evening in, in his where, where he lives. And uh, yeah, uh, he also made a photograph of him having both screens of both streams up on one screen. Uh, I tried that briefly while moderating and I was a bit overwhelmed. So I I then had to again switch back to normal mode, but yeah, who knows? Maybe, maybe Kim will one day one day share his secret how to watch two screens at once. Yeah, and then and then suddenly the Zam Expert day was over. Uh, Gerald said before there might still be another one, or it might be renamed until to the next one. But uh, the best way to stay tuned is follow the Twitter account from the Zam Expert day. We'll put a link into the show notes. Maybe we'll be in person. Maybe we'll be hybrid. Maybe we'll be online again. We just don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm not even on the board. I'm just hoping that there will be another one. And that being said, um, you might have noticed, dear listener, we have been on a bit of a break here. And there are some changes coming along to null pointers, unfortunately. But Or maybe for the good. Who knows? But uh, yeah, G- Gerald decided after a well-deserved vacation, he he would be moving on. He would no longer be a regular on this episode thing, on this podcast. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Don't cry. Don't cry, Mark. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so I, I had a vacation, and you didn't notice because we are, you know, prepared. We record these things in advance. And then whenever I came back from vacation, I said to Mark and Stephen, I think this podcasting is just not for me. Um, and then we still had a break. So that was fun. Um, <laughs> because they were in shock. We were so um, shocked. Shock. Yes, but uh, no, it wasn't a real, uh, real shock. I think I mentioned it on uh, this podcast as well in another episode. With like, you know, I'm struggling with um, a couple of things and you know reflections during vacation time. You know how it goes, um, um, rethinking all the things, reprioritizing all the things. Um, I love hanging out with Stephen and Mark. Um, we still, one of the things that I mentioned back then was like, you know, we're not getting a lot of feedback, a lot of responses, which is kind of like in the nature of podcasting, I think. You just put it out there and unless you like really launch and grow, um, there will be a lot of interaction and stuff. Um, I've come to learn that we have um, um, a good deal of listeners, which are also good friends of ours. So the decision also was, wasn't easy. Um, but yeah, it's just, it, it still feels like a bit of a chore to drag myself in, into the studio each time, um, come up with things, um, um, then edit it. We take turns, but then we need to edit it. And it would always feel like not the right time to do it for me. So, you know, I decided at some point that maybe, um, 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 you know, if you do pros and cons and then what gives you energy and what takes energy, then... The whole podcasting thing is is just not something that I enjoy that much doing. So, yeah. Then I said, ta-ta. Goodbye. 
And so this is where I just kill the episode. Ta-ta. <laughs> yeah, and that he said, ta-ta. And then Steve and I, we had some some long discussions by the studio fire uh, with some good beer. And some which which we bought from Gerald's chair that we kept back mm-hmm. from him. Yeah, yeah, we nicked yeah. it. And so we we had some discussions, and uh, we will probably be switching to a bi-weekly schedule, mainly because lives are starting to pick up again around us, and editing a podcast can take some time. We we were thinking about adding some guests maybe along the time. So this this might not be the last time you've heard from Gerald on this show. He he might come back at some time and talk about something interesting. He'll maybe every want two that weeks. Big YouTube monies. Yeah. But, but, yeah, 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 yeah. About how it is flying with the choppers with the YouTube monies. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff, I'll fly into the studio with my stuff, stuff golden like chopper. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Sounds great. Uh, we'll 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 make sure we clean the helipad and take <laughs> for you. Um, so yeah, but that's that's the thing. So dear listener, if you have any any inputs or maybe any guests you would like to hear on the show, uh, please just let us know uh, at nullpoint.io on Twitter. Our DMs are open. You can you can send us your inputs, your feedback, and uh, yeah, we're, we're glad to listen to it. So we're looking forward to your input, and and Stephen, do you want to do you want to wrap this final Gerald episode? I I can wrap it, but maybe Gerald wants to. Yeah, wrap let's let, let's let own... Gerald wrap it one last time. I mean, people want to hear this, right? No people want to hear this. Yes, no in in just one go. Okay, so this was. I think that wraps up everything about the exam expert day and Gerald as a whole. So thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe on your favorite podcast app to Null Pointers. Mark already mentioned it. Our DMs are open, Twitter at nullpointers.io. Go to our website, check out all the links down below, especially the one from my YouTube channel and subscribe to all the things. <laughs> we'll be seeing you not for next week, but in two weeks with just Stephen and Mark. We've been your hosts, Charles Fleiss. Stephen Davison. And Mark Halliburton. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.